Hello, dear listeners. Last two episodes have been quite heavy on the sort of trauma front, especially sexual trauma. So I don't blame you if you feel a bit, um, I don't know, overwhelmed or a bit kind of upset or wondering whether you should continue listening to this show anymore. But I do hope it's been also inspiring in terms of healing process modeled by two different women, myself, and it was my story about why did I start this podcast and why did I become tantric sex and relationship coach. And unfortunately, it did involve my own childhood sexual abuse story. So I didn't go into details, but I did share some of that quite vulnerably. And then as the faith would have it, the last episode was a coaching, so-called coaching style episode that I've kind of named as asking, cheekily, named as asking for a friend. A brave woman called Francie came on, sh- on the show and shared her trauma experience as a child, a nine-year-old child, when she was exposed to, to porn and adult sex by her biological father and being married off at the age of 14. And it's a, it's a heavy, heavy story. And I hope if you were listening to that, that you were able to resource on your body or you were resourcing by uh, having something soothing afterwards, music, dance, going for a walk in the nature, or just hugging a, a pet, a lover, a, a friend, and just looking after yourself because it was very, very heavy episode. But the way Francie has really worked with herself, with the help of, of, of people around her who love her now and to you know, with therapists and so on, mentors, she mentioned. She's really a testament to to that healing process that anybody can go through if they have the right kind of support and help and if they are open and willing to do the work. And it's, uh, I really raise my hat to her. And I was very, very, very happy to hear from her afterwards, wrote that it was such a great conversation, but definitely not for everybody because I, I spoke about trauma. I loved our conversation and I was so surprised. I was triggered. I was not triggered in any way. I've come so far from feeling sick to my stomach just to think about my story. And now I share those parts of my story in hope it will help somebody going through it or that have gone through it not to feel so alone. I mean, that is, that is a beautiful mission and. In so many ways, I can relate to that, inspire people to see that there's so much more to sex than just abuse and and trauma, even though reading the media at the moment, it seems that that's all what's happening out there. But it's what it is. Things need to come into light. We need to discuss openly. We need to take the shame out of the picture by talking openly about good and bad things, both. But we're just so conditioned to 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 not talk about sex. We're so conditioned not to celebrate sex. We're so conditioned to not acknowledge that abuse, sexual abuse, happens in the society. Even the stars, even the the people you think are amazing, can do bad things just because somebody is amazing in other ways, or philanthropic, or or help so many people, inspire so many people to have self-esteem or whatever, it doesn't mean that they are not being sexually abusive. 
or doing other bad things. Everybody has dark and and light inside of them. My name is Anne Blunt. I'm your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. So enough about trauma. Today, I really want to talk about pleasure and especially how to find a sex goddess or how to bring a sex goddess out of a woman. Well, hear me out. I think lots of issues that have come forward is that in the society at large, because of the rampant sexual abuse and all these kind of misogynist views of alpha males and and women just being between the house and the bedroom, you know, between the kitchen and the bedroom. I mean, th- this is very toxic societal viewpoint on female and, and males, you know, the couples and how the houses and families are formed. It's very old fashioned and we really need to be at guard and fight against that because we have the equality in most of the countries now. Not perfect, not ideal, not even in, in Nordic countries where I come from, but it's better than most countries because women have the equal rights to work and there's public nursery to look after the children and it's paid by the taxpayers. So it allows women to have their own freedom and financial independence. When we talk about romantic relationships, we still want to be feminine and masculine. And it it doesn't matter which gender or what gender you are. You can play with these energies because they are energies. It's yin and yang. It's the uh, moon and the sun. It's the night and the day. It's the energy flow and the steady consciousness. It's about the coolness and hotness. It's about meandering and directive. All of us have these two energies. We both, we both genders and all genders have yin and yang energies, the feminine and the masculine energy. Think about it. If you're a man and you are receiving a blowjob or the woman is riding on you, you are actually in the yin state. You're receiving because yin, the feminine energy is the receiver and the woman or your partner is at that moment giving you pleasure and giving is very much about yang. So how do we then, when we go into erotic and romantic relationships, it doesn't take away that the societal structures and systems should be equal. I mean, I'm not talking about here female emancipation. I don't talk about here Me Too movement or trauma, any sexual trauma, anything like that. I'm talking, let's leave that outside. You know, that's a completely different story. But when we're talking about sexual play, we do have the different roles. We in terms of the energy at play. And it fluctuates even during the sexual play, partnered play, even during self-pleasure play, it fluctuates. You can be in yin or yang. I said, I can't remember in which episode I said, but there is that kind of way where you have more yang sex for 20 minutes and then you have more yin sex for 20 minutes. Then you have again yang sex for 20 minutes and so on. So that's kind of as a couple, you can have that kind of uh, faster, more heated, more explosive and erotic, more kind of um, going for it type of sex and really arousing and turning yourselves on and then having more slow, resting, relaxing 
um, kind of surrendering, deeper breathing type of yin sex, which then rejuvenates you so that you can start the cycle again, the yin, yang yin cycle. And that helps you to learn to edge and it helps you to last longer. You can go on for hours. And I think that's a really interesting thing to understand that in tantric way of sex, you can have, you can choose, you can choose, you have more things available to you. It doesn't have to be just this hot sex, you know, arousal, orgasm, relaxation. You can actually have that arousal, relaxation, arousal, relaxation as much as you want, as much as you feel like it's good for you guys and you can really find pleasure in that. So I really recommend that. But then again, we can have the yin and yang fluctuations within ourselves. So you can play that to your advantage when you when you're making love or when you're pleasuring, you're having a uh you can have different ways of working with those energies. You can do role play, you can do kinky play, you can do sensual massages, you can do all sorts of different ways of spicing your sex life up. Today, I really want to talk about how to pleasure a woman because, and I'm, I'm now, an apologies for this, I'm going to just take as an example, a heterosexual couple. I've said before that in Taoistic Tantra, there, there is an understanding of all different energy center, centers, if chakras, if you like, they are magnetic opposites. So if the pussy is yin, the penis is yang. That means the penis knows what it, what it wants. It's got a goal. It's very direct energy. It's very hot. It's very quick. It's very purposeful and it goes for its target. Whereas yin is more kind of, oh, not sure yet. You know, I'm not, I'm cool. I'm, I'm fluctuating. I don't know what I want. I just want to play around. I want to get aroused. I, I need to really feel for it. I want to, want to kind of be in that space when I'm ready and not before. So the same goes with all the other parts, energy centers of your body. For instance, the heart is the opposite in female and male bodies. Women's hearts are more yang, they're more direct. That's why women are very good at expressing their emotions and they can see very clearly about communications and other people's emotions, whereas men's hearts are more yin. So they're more kind of coy and shy about talking about their emotions and their communication is not directed. It's very roundabout way, which can then infuriate the women because they know exactly what to say and they expect the same from the men. So, so already there, you can see that there is a, there is a bit of a challenge and the same goes with, um, Intuition, women's intuition, the third eye is very yang. So there is more kind of connection with oneness and women wanting to merge into the other person and with, with the universe. And there is that kind of capacity of having blissful, uh, orgasmic experiences that go throughout the whole body into the head. Men can do that as well, but because they are so conditioned to stay in their genital area, keep the sexual energy there, it's not so helpful for them to then understand that they can also be multi-orgasmic and full body orgasmic. For instance, ejaculation and orgasm are two different things and men can learn to separate them. So what do you, what, what's the kind of ground rule? <laughs> what's the number one ground rule when you want to embody your yang energy and you want to be the giver of pleasure to 
a woman who wants to be in her yin energy and receive pleasure because receiving is yin, giving is yang. So, and this obviously can swap over. Women can be givers and yang and so on, as I said earlier. But it's um, it's really the ground rule is that everything as a man you think sex is about and how long you go, you know, how, how quickly you go into the genitals is completely the opposite because of that energy ball. So it's completely opposite. If you think you could just grab the genitalia, you can just grab the pussy and she'll be ready. Uh-uh, no. And I know, and this is this has been quite funny because I've been guilty uh, earlier on in my relationships where I've kind of tried to hint and woo and kind of uh, want to have sex and I'm kind of in the mood, but the guy just doesn't get it. <laughs> and then afterwards, when we've talked, they've said, well, why didn't you just grab me by the penis and take me to the bedroom or, or you know, to the sofa or the floor or kitchen table or whatever? Just, you know, be direct. Let me know exactly what you want and I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And then I realized truly in my own life that, yeah, blokes are different. You know, they really need that very directive attention that, hey, come on, let's take the cock and guide you to the bedroom. So this is something that women do not, I repeat, do not usually want because of the energy of the pussy. So of course there can be different times when, when they are more in the yang energy and they can, they can really want that, but they need to be in the mood. So if you think how long it takes for you to come to arousal, double it, triple it, quadruple it. You know, it just takes longer for women. So longer you can be there arousing, tantalizing, teasing, really turning her on, the better experience you will both have. So that's the ground rule, really, that expect the opposite. And this is the beauty of sexuality. Opposites attract. And now we have a kind of a tantric explanation for it uh, about the different energy centers being polar opposites. And I, I really invite you to use it as your advantage and learn how to pleasure a woman and a woman really how to receive that pleasure uh, if if you are so lucky to have somebody so devoted to your pleasure and want to bring the sex goddess out of you. Oh my God, how amazing is that? So yeah, so where do we start? Okay, so let's let's first imagine that you two are there and uh, you really want to really want to have sex, have this amazing, amazing sex. And she really wants to liberate herself and be the wild woman in the bedroom, the sex goddess that she can be. And you really wanting to facilitate that. You want to hold the space for that because you are in your yang energy. Yang energy is that consciousness. It's that direct uh, space holding ability where the woman can then just dance around you and really be in her full blossom of ups and downs and and going around about ways and really explore and you are the one who are giving her that groundedness the ability to hold space and really support her in expressing her sexuality and her pleasure and her bliss and her ecstasy 
that she truly can embody in her in in herself because that's how she's been created she's been created to be a pleasure goddess because of her clitoris because of that part of her body that's only created for pleasure and all the things that it connects to it connects actually clitoris connects not just if you've seen the the picture of a full clitoris, it connects with the legs, connects into the cervix, and it's got like these bulbs that look a little bit like a uh, like balls because the organs, female and male organs, are the same, exactly, but they're just organized a little bit differently. I think it's a seventh week in the in the womb when the 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 same organs start then, the other one starts growing a penis and the other one then uh, diminishes that into uh into clitoris and then the other other parts kind of it just becomes different looking but in fact there is the same ability to swell and engorge in female body as there is in in your body with the penis so it's really going to be amazing to understand this consciously and then taking your seven holistic sex tools to help her with her pleasure of becoming her own. Oh, I'm just getting flustered here, goddess. So what if you really want to understand how to go about energetically with this, I invite you to really understand that the energy is the first point of call. That's one of the holistic sex tools. So first of all, you are really putting your intention there that you are there for her pleasure it's not your instant gratification because at this point you're really wanting to give you're in your yang energy you're not the receiver and uh, it can change throughout this play or you can swap after afterwards but if we're now pretending that you're really wanting to give her pleasure this is how i would advise you to uh, start thinking about it and really feeling into it and practicing and seeing where it goes so the energy is the biggest thing. So you can start with, you know, as we established, you're not going to the first erogenous zones like the clitoris or vulva or vagina, no, no, or even the breasts, because you're really starting to build the energy up. And you can do this even without touching her and just playing with the energy and the energy always swirls. So you're doing round circles around her body. You can just really builds up that intention and focus. You're focusing in her pleasure, two very important holistic sex tools, and then the energy, playing with the energy. And you can then include your touch, but you're really not touching, touching, you're feeling through your touch. So your hand, your fingers, you're actually feeling them. If you see what I mean, it's not about touching, Yet, it's just feeling through your fingers. What do you feel in your fingers when you are going near her skin? What do you feel in your palm when you nearly touch her or you're moving your hand and bringing that sexual energy up by really focusing on that energy and her pleasure? And you can all the time see how she reacts. How how does she use her holistic sex tools? How is her sounding? How is her movement? How is her energy how is her, where, where does she focus? You know, is she really surrendering or is she, is she still in her thinking mind where she might be feeling conscious about how she looks or, or, or if she's wet enough or anything like that? So this is your opportunity to really tell her, use your communication tools 
and just tell her how amazing and sexy she looks and how much you really like what you're seeing and hearing and even smelling and tasting. So this is throughout the whole play. And you can, you can then start little by little touching her. Oh, I forgot breathing. So yes, keep an eye on her breathing. So that's one of the biggest holistic sex tools is breathing and encourage her to breathe. If she holds her breath, just say breathe, just breathe. And more she can breathe out and sound when she exhales, the more she will drop into her surrender, into her yin energy. You are being like a, like a, midwife or doula or something that really is birthing this sex goddess through this practice. I mean, it's amazing. Truly amazing. And she she can really trust you and feel safe with you because she knows that you are whatever is happening in her body in this wilderness, in this force of nature, the force of creation, you are not going to budge. You are you are there for her. You are not going to get triggered. You're just going to be there for her, encourage her and saying everything is welcome. You are going to be good, you know, okay, everything is good here. If you need to show emotions, if you need to move, if you need to sound, it's all okay. So more love, loving acceptance and invitation you can create here, more safer she will feel. So it's very important that you use this holistic sex tool. So for instance, with the touch, when you start touching her, you will really go again from periphery, from external to inward. So you don't go straight into any of these genitals or breasts. You can start with uh, secondary erogenous zones where they're they're like the folds of the skin, you know, like in the... um, inside of the elbow or behind the knee or in the, you know, the inner thigh and behind the ear, neck and belly. There's all, all these kind of places that you can play with the energy and nearly touching and just tantalizing and really inviting her to feel more and being more sensitive. Because don't forget, women have got really decent, uh, They've got really insensitive throughout their body for the erotic energy because of the bombardment of the society not understanding how the energetic dynamics work in female body when we talk about sex and erotism. So it's very important that you're creating that safety when you are doing this kind of pleasure play and allowing her to emerge. There's, There's too much like, you know, wolf whistling, cat calling, you know, all all this kind of um, objectifying of female body. And it has become armored. It has become hard-shelled and walls being built around. So for her to to drop her guards, you really need to be patient. And you're good at that because you're in your yang energy. You're the consciousness himself. So you really can see, because you know you have the roadmap, so you understand what's happening. So little by little, these walls will will come down, and you can see that when, when her skin starts relaxing, her sighs start expressing the, the pleasure and the turn on, and her voice, she might say things, you know, mo- you know, put your hand here or do this. 
And you can ask her, how do you want me to touch you? Where do you want me to touch you? Is this pressure okay? Do you like me to touch you firmer or more gently, more like feather kind of touch? Or do you want me to go slower or faster? You can keep asking and checking in because this is your gift. This is you giving her pleasure. And it's better to actually know what you're doing than being in the dark, isn't it? And uh, and just take your time because, you know, you don't have anything else that's this good and yummy thing to do, isn't it, than birthing a sex goddess. I mean, come on, it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> so what what you can then, when you start moving towards the more primary erogenous zones, what you can really do then is to, when you, when you, for instance, touch the breasts, and again, you need to be very, very mindful about this because women are different and also some, some like them to be touched in a particular way and the other one likes it in a different way. But also from moment to moment, because of the lunar, the moon effect on female body periods, so basically, depending on the time of the of the periods, the the menstruation, her breasts can be really sensitive or really painful, and you need to be very careful and ask how she wants to be touched there. And never, never go directly to the nipples because the nipples are really sensitive; they have so many nerve endings, and you don't bite, you don't pinch, you know, unless she's really aroused. I mean, the good thing talk about the arousal. That you can actually use a, a metrics from zero to ten. Zero being no pleasure at all, no no sexual turn on yet, and ten being orgasm, orgasmic state, the the, the highest pleasure. So you don't really even touch the the genitals or the not even the nipples too hard, where before she's at least in seven, and you can even ask that. Where are you now? Tell me where you're now. And when you go into the pussy area, when she starts being in that seven, you can, you can continue making her at ease by giving her compliments. Because again, that brings safety. That brings the, the, the relaxation into the situation that she doesn't need to be self-conscious about. She can just flow with the yin energy. She can just, she can just feel her way through this but your support is very crucial you can you can tell her what you like about her vulva what what do you like about the color or the um uh taste or the shape or the smell or the whether she has hair or not i mean just really give her compliments she will understand whether you're true or not she will she will because of that, I told you the the uh, the yang energy of her heart and her third eye. She is really tuned in, so she will detect if you're giving her BS. So be very careful about your intentions. For instance, if you're thinking, okay, let's just touch a little bit behind the neck and ear, and now tits, and now uh, penetration. No, no. She will, she will understand where your intention is. If you're thinking that, okay, this is for me to just do these kind of things and now I can penetrate her and have my gratification. That's not how it works. She will, she will find out. She will call you out if she's brave enough. 
but most often women don't. There's like 50% of women who don't even orgasm through intercourse. And what was it? Was it like 80% of women have pretended? I have done an episode on this and I'm really bad at um, figures and numbers. But there is the episode of uh, where I talked about Meg Ryan and her faking the orgasm in the movie when Harry met Sally. And in that I gave the statistics and I think it's about 80% of women have faked an orgasm because they don't want to hurt your feelings and your ego or they want the sex to be over and done with. So they are using the holistic sex tools like sounding movement and uh, breath to make you come quicker. So clearly you're not that kind of a guy that would be happy about that because otherwise you would not be listening to this episode. And uh, and this is something that you really want to learn to tune into that sex goddess in her and and just let her be as wild as she wants to be or as, as serene or, or whatever force of nature she wants to embody at that particular time and not to need to fake, not to need to feel self-conscious about how she looks or smells or sounds or any of that nonsense and really just see what happens when you hold that space in your yang energy and you're being the giver. So when you go into the uh, towards her sacred temple of this goddess, her pussy. What really is important to realize that the clitoris is often the one that people go to because they know it's the easiest way to orgasm, but it is it is often too sensitive. And actually, when the when the woman gets uh, too aroused, really aroused, the clitoris disappears under the hood. It just goes and hides because it's it's too much. And when she kind of relaxes and comes out a little bit, so she's not so turned on, it re-emerges. And of course, vulvas are all different. I've talked about vulvas uh, and pussies on this podcast many times and how diverse they can be. And we know now, you all know that the clitoris goes inside the vagina and into the cervix. And it's all that swellingness that you're really looking for and not just the moistiness, not just the wetness, because some women are wet all the time and they can be quite hot and wet. And that doesn't still mean that they would be turned on and ready for, for intercourse or penetration of any kind. So you really need to be clear when that's okay. And I would say it would be when she's at least eight maybe even nine before the penetration can happen, any penetration, whether it's fingers or dildo or your penis so or, or a strap one. So, um, so you really want to use lube, a very good quality lube, or organic oil like jojoba or coconut. So not scented though, just, just plain, pure, nice oil to really massage the vulva because you don't want to use friction. If there's not enough moist moistiness, and as I said, not all women actually even get wet ever that much. It's very 
diverse. Some women are really turned on, but they're not hardly ever wet and they need lube and, and oil or saliva. So you really don't want to use friction because friction is the worst kind of thing. And one, actually, I forgot to say your nails, your hands need to be absolutely spick and span clean and you can't have any sharp edges on your nails. They need to be nicely clipped and filed filed because uh, otherwise it will hurt. It can tear the very, very sensitive skin, both outside the folds of the skin, the labia, the lips, or inside the vagina. So you don't want that because it will then start infection and it can be really painful and you will be lucky if you're going to get the next pleasure session with her soon. So really be mindful about how you are with your fingers. So you can really start then massaging the the vulva outside and not even going inside yet. This is very, very important. You don't go there yet. And however tempting it is for you, use your fingers, use your tongue, whatever feels good to you. Use a, a dildo or vibrators. I'm in this kind of a practice that I'm describing now. I would not use them because we are here to uh, disarmor the woman's pussy. We are here to birth a sex goddess. We are here to allow her to feel more. And unfortunately, vibrators based on studies have made women quite numb. And it has to be really buzzier, harder, more vibrating, the better, because they have completely lost the the ability to be sensitive to the energy, sensitive to touch, sensitive to your cock. So that is an issue. I think it's again a, a brilliant marketing, successful marketing thing, but it can be helpful sometimes. Not always. I would really encourage not to use in this particular exercise or process any vibrators and just use the more kind of natural. Maybe a glass dildo would be quite lovely, but not penetrating yet. But I think your tongue, your fingers would be much better anyway. So, you know, there we go. When you when when she's really letting you know that she's getting there and she's feeling your presence, she's feeling your focus on her 100%, she's feeling your um, energy, she's hearing your compliments and your reassurance that she's safe and checking on her, she can really start becoming more and more relaxed in in her wildness, in her sexual pleasure. And when she says that she's about eight and a half, you can start maybe focusing more on the entrance of the pussy, entrance of the vagina, sorry. And there's a, this, this area gets often overlooked. There's a lot of there and in a perineum. And perineum is the, the one between the vaginal opening and the anus also has so many, so many nerve endings and even the opening of the anus. But be mindful, don't put your same finger in the anus that's been in the anus inside the pussy because it's, it's again, an infection risk. So always clean hands inside the pussy. So when you are massaging this area, again, she might not feel anything to start with because it's not sensitive enough. She's not been used to feeling 
those sensations around the opening of the vagina. Let her feel and remind her to breathe and just sigh, sound, move, all that thing. When you when she indicates that she's really open and she I mean, of course, if she keeps her legs closed or wants to kind of move away from your hands or you're going to open that temple door, it's not going to open and you can't force that. So really, when she's ready for you, you will notice it. You will notice it. The legs will open. The lips will open. They open like a flower when she's ready for you and ready for any kind of penetration. And you can use, if you're using your fingers, for instance, you can learn to find the G region. We're not talking about G spot because it's not a spot. It's a, it's a region. It's an area. It's a whole uh, erogenous zone and network of engorged tissue. And you can you can. It's kind of if you if you put your fingers upwards, you can feel with one or two fingers that it's uh, maybe a few centimeters away from the opening towards the. In inside at the top, like a like a ceiling of vagina, if she's lying on her back, and it feels a little bit like a strawberry or like the you know top of your palate, you know, little ridged, ridged kind of quite a big area. Some women have smaller and some have bigger, and some are more in the front and some are more at the back. So you need to really feel into that. And when she gets really turned on that part gets bigger and more engorged and it swells. And that can be a really, really delicious place to to stay for a while. And what you do there is that you have a very rhythmical, very conscious, similar speed. And you just keep like as if you're with your finger, as if you're kind of motioning somebody come here and you're kind of doing that with your finger flicking it towards you, you do that kind of movement on the G region and just keep stroking it towards you from the back to, to the opening and in the same speed. And you can really hear if she gets to moan more or gets uh, more um, turned on, don't go faster. Just keep the steady speed in this one. Just really don't don't change anything. If she's enjoying it, do not change anything. And this is the time when if she's really relaxing into that, she's breathing and she learns to push rather than clench, rather than squeeze her vaginal mus muscles and her pelvic floor muscles. If, if you can encourage her to really push out and surrender the the pelvic floor and the channel muscles and breathe out more you know more she can relax and more she can push down and out she can actually also ejaculate and which is called squirting and that is one of the most exquisite experiences for women it's not pee it's not urine we know that and in asia it's called like a nectar of the gods it's something absolutely amazing and you if if your partner if the woman is very much that way that she can she can actually squirt easily you obviously have to put some blankets like towels or some waterproof things because it can really be a proper shower and that can be really beautiful and again you just keep asking her what feels good to her if she says i need to pee said it's okay just just 
to worry about it. Just relax your pelvic floor and push out and and she will be then because that's often the the sensation that she feels that I need to pee. But if she can then just relax, it's actually a squirting ejaculate. So that's that's another way of bringing her not just the clitoral orgasm but also G region orgasm and again if we if we move forward to to the vagina herself there's so many places there that can feel even the vaginal can, canal canal um is very exquisite as well but because of that kind of thrusting motion that lots of men kind of resort to it gets desensitized it's it's not very sensitive so it needs to kind of be disarmored in a way and you can there are ways in which you can help with that or she can learn to do that with uh, class dildo or jade egg or crystal egg so there are ways in which to bring more sensitivity to that area and then when you get into the end off the vagina you have cervix that feels like a like the nose you know like a mm, cartilage and that can be a very exquisite place to have a have a valley orgasm and there's also an a spot a little bit on the side and when a woman gets aroused that cervix moves also during her you know different times of her periods that cervix moves so it can be in different places at different times i think that's the that's the place where most women really can experience that kind of a valley orgasm that becomes more a surrendering yin-like orgasm and that can go on for minutes if not tens of minutes and become a full body orgasm and if you if you are penetrating her with your cock now or with the with the uh strap on you you can if she's indicated that it's okay the i would invite you to not bound bounce and kind of thrust but really feel how can you do a rocking movement how can you how can you do something else that's more inducive of increasing that yin energy that she's receiving how can you bring more pleasure that is not too frictious and that is not too fast or too much for her nervous system so really kind of learning you know how can you tilt your pelvis so that it's it's in different angles touching different parts of a vagina or just keeping at the at the entrance and really helping her to feel the opening or that g region and the canal and then the vagina herself so there are very many ways that you can use movement the holistic sex tool in a way that that helps her to feel more and liberate her sex goddess in herself more what happens afterwards after she's come to 10 she might have come to 10 several times now because there's been the she can she can actually have a nipple orgasm she can have an ear orgasm she can have a belly any part of her body and this is what i mean about sex goddess she can have an orgasm anywhere from anus that's a completely different story we won't go to that today but it's a it's a very amazing way a woman can experience orgasm through her emotions we francisca and i talked last time we talked about anger gasms 
sad gasms where tears become merged with pleasure and it becomes like a cry gasm, cry orgasm or tear orgasm, sad orgasm or laughter gasm, where there is so much joy and pleasure that she can't stop laughing and all these emotions can come up and you are there to hold the space because you have that yang consciousness. You can be there with your consciousness. You're not going there with your emotions. This is you being the giver. If you, if you then, and there's a, there's a kind of a obvious thing, but I want to say this. If you are inside her and as a man, you come, you ejaculate and you haven't learned yet to and this is no judgment, by the way. You haven't separated the orgasm, your orgasm and ejaculation until you come. I really invite you to not stop there and <laughs> go to sleep because it's understandable on the, on the system point of view, because when you lose so much semen, you lose energy. And this is very much about the tantric approach is that, um, less you can ejaculate, the better, especially when you get to certain age, because you re retain your energy and you can have more sex and pleasure in your life if you don't ejaculate that often. So that's why I'm really passionate about, passionate about men learning to have an orgasm without ejaculating. So, and it's not about control, by the way. It's using the holistic sex tools like energy circulation and so on. So, this is very much about her being the receiver. So you will not finish it by, okay, I've got my stuff. Now I can go to sleep. But you really continue until she feels completely nourished and satisfied and replete. What is very important with this, um, when woman is in her yin energy and has had this amazing experience with you is to have the post sex discussion and cuddles and reassurance and maybe even telling her what you really liked about when what, when did she look the most amazing and what was the 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 main thing the best thing that you really enjoyed about this and also inviting her to tell you because that will be information for you for next time i mean it's not guaranteed that she will like the same thing again because yin energy is fluctuating it is changeable so Something, if you become too, apart from the chi region um, movement, if you become too, too kind of predictable in your movements and what you're doing, and she guesses what your intentions are, it's going to be boring. It's going to be so boring. And she's not going to, you know, birth the sex goddess, the wild woman that you want in your bedroom. She's not going to, she's just going to be bored. So, there is a little warning there that please serve her right when you're doing the yang uh, pleasure play with her. So this is this is something as a as a kind of an antidote to the last two previous episodes where women we've heard stories about women getting sexually abused and and this is something that I really want to share today. And maybe next week I could do how to pleasure the sex god. And that, that's going to be a bit challenging for me. And <clears throat> bear with me because I might actually go into a very deep rabbit hole with that one. And you might not disagree. I know you might not disagree with what, what I shared today and it's okay. And I'm really happy to get feedback. I'm really happy to get your experience. I'm really happy to 
to hear, you know, if you've put this into practice and what happened. Because what my aim here is, is to open our collective eyes and bodies to new ways of experiencing pleasure, new ways of having fun. (laughs) And, uh, and be okay about all these different ways of, of looking at sex talking about it even if i'm not perfect even if i don't know everything even if i'm i'm just talking to the wall i know i'm not thank you for that but um let me know and let me know what would you like me to tell and share next time about how to birth a sex god okay i think that's a very long long episode but i i got carried away and I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know. My name is Anne Bland, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, very, very explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Ciao, ciao.